Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. And I'm positive Sask at Calgary is going to be a tremendous football game on Saturday. What's your read on this one here at McMahon? I like the way that this game is shaping up for the Rough Riders, especially if you look at the betting line. They go in there as about three and a half point underdogs. I wouldn't even think about taking them on the money line. Roddy, there's a good vibe and energy. Saskatchewan looks like they're ripe and ready and in rhythm on offense with Trevor Harris. So I like the Riders. Speaking of a good vibe and energy, that's what we got going here at Ace Casino Airport today. Welcome to Hour 2, everybody, of your favorite daytime sports talk show. We're on Game Plus Television, WQEE Radio, podcast, and YouTube Live. And if you can believe, it's episode number 1025. And uh, we'll put the camera on him. Our good friend Colin Patterson joins us down here at Ace Casino Airport. He knows how to get here. He's been here before. How you doing, Patter? Excellent, Rod. You're excellent. always doing excellent, man. Yeah. You're always smiling. Yeah, not many bad things. <laughs> Life is good. Life is pretty good. Life is good. 504 NHL games, Stanley Cup champion, Calgary Flames, Buffalo Sabres. And I always call up your hockey DB to read on air, as you know. There's not just two Colin Pattersons. There's like eight. Yeah. How often are you confused for somebody else? Uh, once. Just once. Yeah. You got the coach in Kootenai? Kootenai, yeah. <laughs> Do you know that guy? Yeah, I do. I actually met him. He's a great guy. Uh, Where is he? Um, he's probably still in the Kootenays now, but he okay. was also pretty um, uh, important in writing uh, Hockey Canada stuff for oh, that uh, right? the you know intermediate or the introduction program to coaching. So when I had, when I took the introduction to coaching, which everybody has to, I got in the program and you know the the instructor asked a question, so I put my hand up to answer it, and he goes, "Well, you should know you wrote the book," and I had no idea, and so I took the thing home. And I look at it, and go. Colin Patterson wrote that. <laughs> so finally I met the guy. I went up and explained it wasn't me, but yeah. I'm glad we straightened that out. Yeah. So we're here talking hockey today in the summer because it is Canada. And you didn't. You don't seem to be shy about talking about this Hockey Hall of Fame snub thing. For those that are just joining us, that's the poll question today for Key Auto Group. What's the biggest snub in the Hockey Hall of Fame not in? Alex McGillney, Theron Fleury, Jeremy Roenick, or other and by the way key auto group driven by safety experience peace of mind with our comprehensive multi-point inspections visit keyautogroup.ca for automotive excellence if, before we talk about the snubs what did you think about the class yesterday bernie your old teammate gets yeah in. teammate and roommate um so that was great to see him get in you know i i thought he should have been in earlier but you know everything has their time and reason for I guess it i so. guess and you know it's a real honor and a privilege to have played with him um, really proud of him that the fact that he got in. I think that's great for not only Calgary hockey, obviously the Vernon family, but you know when his you know you look at his jersey hanging up in the rafters at the Saddle Dome, you go you know not only is he you know uh, a great you know Hall of Famer for Alberta Sports Hall of Fame, but now he's in the Hockey Hall of Fame too, and his jersey's up in the rafters, and it's pretty pretty impressive. He's got it all now. He's got it. Literally has it all. Yeah. Uh, and then Tom Barrasso. Uh, and Henrik Lundqvist. Yeah. You didn't play against Lundqvist, but you played against Barrasso. Barrasso, yeah. yeah. I, I doubt I scored against him, but we could check the archives for that, <laughs> I'm sure. Maybe, <laughs> maybe got an assist on something. Well, look, I mentioned the 504 game. 96 goals, 206 points for Colin Patterson. Do you remember your first NHL goal? Of course, Absolutely. What was it? It was, uh, it was the second game in the Saddle Dome. was actually, um, we were playing St. Louis. I didn't get called up for the first game. Uh, they played the first game in the Saddle Dome. They lost Edmonton, then went on the road, came back. We played St. Louis, and I scored 26 seconds into the game. And Doug Riseborough assisted on it, and it was surreal. It was one of those moments where you get the puck, 
It was against Mike Liute. And, I was just going to yeah, ask. Yeah, yeah, Liute or Millen, but it was yeah, Liute. and uh, put her home. It felt like, you know, I had the hole in that, which probably had, you know, a little space, but it felt like the hole in that, and put it in. It was just, you know, it was one of those things where you go, never expected to play in the NHL. Now I'm here. I score a goal. It was just, you know, I raised my arm, and I just was in the corner, and I just like, I can't believe it. Really can't believe it. And they got me the puck. And, and then that game, I ended up scoring my second goal. And so I was on a toward pace, and that was my second game, two goals. I go, this should be pretty easy. <laughs> that stopped after that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, well, here's the thing. We were watching, and I texted Colin. We were watching Don Cherry's Rock'em Sock'em Volume 1 this spring in Florida. And lo and behold, I mean, I knew of you in the 80s, but I didn't recall Don Cherry singling you out in Rock'em Sock'em as the most underrated player in the National Hockey League. Colin Patterson, Calgary Flames, texted you immediately. Of course, you remembered it at the time. Yeah. Uh, what did you think about that's pretty good designation from grapes well absolutely i mean and grapes a great guy and you know to have him say that about me you know really it sort of tells you you're doing the right stuff on the ice and i wasn't a flashy player i'd you know up and down did my job and you know tried to do it as well as i could and that was my job uh to you know play as a defensive forward and you know chip in every once in a while so to have him recognize me and say that it was quite an honor so it was 35 years later that I finally was able to text you and say you. So you remembered at the time. It probably comes up from time to time that Don Cherry said that. Now, we were at this golf tournament on Monday. The Rocky Mountain Rotary, Rotary doesn't exactly roll off the tongue. Rocky Mountain Rotary Classic, Golf Classic. There's a golf tournament every day in this town, I found. There is. And you know what? Our alumni get invited to probably, you know, 90% of them. And, mm -hmm. you know... A lot of our guys go out and they play at, in different tournaments. Myself, I sort of, you know, this will sound funny, but I limit myself to about 10 tournaments a year. One is I'm not a great golfer. And, yeah. and two, you know, you got to be there the whole day. It takes a lot of time and effort to, to go and do the tournaments. Uh, we have another great tournament coming up next week, which unfortunately I'm not going to be here for. It's a Special Olympics golf tournament. And so what's really neat about that tournament, it's one of my favorites, and I hate to miss it, but uh, you play with a Special Olympian. Mm -hmm. So it's the alumni or the celebrity playing with the Special Olympian, and, you know, you change, exchange shots, and it's a, it's a great day. Really fun. Okay, we're jumping all around and i want to come back on that in a second on the special olympics golf classic and any memory you've golfed in it before yes yeah, so i times, want to ask yeah. some thoughts on that but the other night i at the golf tournament i said where's lanny because lanny was there last year actually he introduced me to you yes for the first time the first time and uh they said well lanny maybe it was you that said lanny's a little busy i think it was tim hunter the other night he's i'm like what hall of fame that would be a thankless job for lanny i would think yeah, you know, and he's a great guy for that because he has improved the hall. You know, they've done a lot of things while he's been there. Mm -hmm. He puts his heart and soul in anything that he gets into, and, and that's the beauty of it, right? Um, you know, they used to have, you know, the, the chairman would go out every quarter to, to meet with the staff or do whatever. You know, Lanny's out there a lot. He's making sure that the, the hall is up to speed, you know, it's functioning. It's raising money where it needs to raise money. And, you know, the the name of the Hockey Hall of Fame, you know, it's not just Canada, it's not U.S., not the NHL. Hockey yeah. Hall of Fame. It's international. So he, he's part of that, and he does a fantastic job with it. I see now why he's in that role for a variety of reasons. A, he's just special, as you know. Two, how could you get mad at Lanny? You can't get mad at Lanny. Even Theo wouldn't be mad at Lanny that Theo's not in the Hockey Hall of Fame. He's just a very good uh, diplomat. Yeah, right. And, and, and Lanny ambassador. is. And, and the thing is, Lanny doesn't vote on the players. He doesn't recommend what players, you know, should get voted on. Uh, he's not. He does, has nothing to do with that. Um, he's just the guy that, you know, once they've, the, the committee's made their decision, he phones the people up or the person up. So now I'm just going to sprinkle in some viewer comments. I was asking earlier on the Progressive Insurance text line, if there's anything that they would like us to talk about on this show that we don't cover. Richard in Edmonton writes in at 902-518-3033. Progressive Insurance text line. He says, love the show. Don't change a thing. He says, a little of other sports is fine while it's in the news. Okay, thank you. Because this is exactly what I want. I think you and I have talked about that. The old Don Cherry's grape line, I want to do it. And that's what we do. And it's awesome. And people love it. So, to the Theo thing. I don't want to speak for Theo. 
yet he's come on this show and said how upset he is that he's not in the Hall of Fame. So it's not a secret that, that we would talk about this. It bothers him. Yeah, well, you know? you know, it bothers me, too, that he isn't in the Hall of Fame. I mean, when you look at the stats of other people in the Hall of Fame, you go, how can he not be there? You know, plus he won a cup. I go, uh, to me, that's an important part of, you know, well, you can be so. a, a, a fantastic player or, or a very good player, but if you haven't won a cup, you know, where does that put you in the, in the sort of the list of people that are coming up for the Hall of Fame? And you know what? I mean, you get the, you know, the special ones like the Sedins. I mean, that's, you know... That's something where you go. They're two great players, two long careers, twins. I mean, that's that's really they're hall of famers. They're hall of famers, yeah, right? Right. And there's other guys you go, yeah, they're hall of famers, but are they hall of famers before Theo? You know, I would tend to say no. And you, you mentioned two other people in there, Alex McGillney, who I had the pleasure of playing with in in Buffalo. Is he a hall of famer? He's a hall of famer. And then I I think Jeremy Roenick, and then one name that hasn't been tossed out is Gary Roberts. Yeah. Like, to me, Gary Roberts, a hall of famer, not only a great player, uh, came back from a very serious injury to keep playing you know his career could have been over but he battled back you know and he took probably two or three years to do that and came back and still had a fabulous career you know and he once again a stanley cup winner and uh you know to me he's a guy that should be looked at as well have you ever heard the adage that if you have to ask if a guy's a hall of famer he isn't have you ever you've, you've heard yeah, that? i've heard that yeah yeah do you agree with it um i mean no because i go you know, you can watch a guy play and say, yeah, he's a Hall of Famer. You know, people who have played with him will tell you. You know, if a guy. That's why I ask yeah. you about McGillney. He's yeah. a good example of that. Yeah. You know, but in the case of Theo, I, yeah. we've talked about it a lot. I sat at his kitchen yeah. table, we're having coffee, and I'm like, Theo, Marcel Dion would love to have what you have. He doesn't yeah. have a Stanley Cup. Oh. He doesn't have an Olympic gold. He doesn't yeah. have a world junior. You know, it's not enough because yeah. he's just, he's just insulting. It's insulting to Theo, yeah. right? More than anything. Yeah, and you know what? I go, at some point, I believe he's going to get in. I don't know when that point's going to be, yeah. Okay, good. Now, the other interesting thing, by the way, uh, Corey is watching in Tallahassee, Florida, by the way, Corey Patterson. He says, and what Fleur did as a small player during the big man defensive era was amazing. Should be a factor in his Hall of Fame consideration. That is something, too, isn't it? It is, you know, and I think, uh, you know, if Theo could play in today's game, how much better Body easier, be. yeah. oh my god you know the, the hooking the holding that went on you know the uh, extracurricular activities on the ice of people you know the fights and everything else you know that that's not there anymore and you know the number of of penalties that that are handed out now i, I you know i'm not sure what the ratio is but then you add in overtime right you know it was five on five mm -hmm. overtime but that came in later uh in the 80s and now you look at three on three he would have been spectacular during that uh, for sure. And the thing is, you were there right beside him. Yeah. Um, so I, you know, you would have played with Stu Grimson too. Grimm Absolutely. Is, Grimm is a really good yeah. friend of mine. You might have been there the night Grimson said he fought Dave Brown and like, knocked him out. Yeah. And Grimmer came back to the bench and Theo's like, uh-oh, Grimmer, you probably yeah. didn't want to do that. Yeah. <laughs> You remember that? Yeah, and you know, I mean, I think the media built it up to be much bigger than what it was, too. And you know, and then the next game, the next night, unfortunately, you know, things turned the other way. But yes, um, Stu Grimson, a great guy. I remember his first training camp. He came to, you know, we had this grip strength uh, meter, and you got it, you're gripping, you know, you're pulling away, and it was like, you know, I got to sixty, and I was pretty pumped about that. And he was a guy behind me, and he grabbed it and went. You know, it was like out of a like cartoon. Nothing. The thing went, and he broke the thing. And I was like, oh, my God, I hope he's on my team. You know, I got to Was he? Was he? Yeah, he was. Thank goodness. I got to ask him about that. I mean, who would think he's as smart as he is and he's, as funny as he is? Because yeah. he looks like Frankenstein. Can't skate. He'll tell you that. <laughs> right. Great career. Yeah. 17 years of the National Hockey League. And I say that because we do so many events together. He's so entertaining. He's so fun. And I love now that the NHL network's being carried in Canada because it's such a great network. Sportsnet's picked up, you know, certain segments of it. He's such a good guy. Now, the other night at this golf tournament, and Colin was there, I said on the mic, show of hands, who's uh, optimistic about the Flames this year? I would assume your hand was up. My hand was up. All the alumni, yeah. all the alumni's hands were, but less than half of the room was. And I thought, what, what's the deal? I kind of, you got a new coach, a new GM, a new rink's coming. I thought it would be a slam dunk that it would be 
positive. Yeah, I was surprised that only half the place had their hands up because, you know, it's uh, predominantly Flames fans there, so exactly. I could understand you're in Edmonton, you're, you know, it's not going up, but <laughs> right. we're, in, you know, we're in Calgary, that every hand should be going up because I think it's an exciting time for the Flames. I think, you know, is it tough to lose Brad Trey living? I think that was uh, the last time we talked right. was on about that, and it was sad to see him go, but, you know, it's a new opportunity, and Craig Conroy's a great guy, known Craig for a long time. You know, Ryan Huska's a great coach and a great guy too as well so i think there's lots of positive things for the flames and you know what um you can work under somebody and have different ideas you know you typically tag or you know tow the company line and for craig you know he worked under brad for a number of years nine years i think but it doesn't mean that he doesn't have his own ideas and isn't going to be his own guy it's not going to be a continuation of what was you know what was there you know you've got a starting point and now he can take it to a, you know whatever level he can take it to and same with ryan huska you know ryan's you know had the fortune of you know working under a few different coaches and like any you know good coach or manager or anybody in business you, you take the best things out that you can and you learn from mistakes that they've made and if you can do that you're going to be very successful in less than a minute if you can maybe a little longer what is it about conroy because right out of the gate when that job was open they said it's going to be funny and I don't know why they waited so long. I, I understand that you got to have a process, but they knew it was going to be him. Yeah, I think that everybody thought it would be him, and you know, unless somebody came out of the woodwork. But you know, once again, they wanted to do their due diligence and and make sure they weren't bypassing anybody, but also maybe looking, you know, hey, who could be a, an assistant GM under Craig that could help him? And I think that you know is probably what surfaced with with Dave Nonis. And so I think it was a good process to go through. Like myself personally, I wish I would have done it quicker, but everybody wants everything, you know, right away and right today. But I think they, they went through the right process and did the right thing. And, and Craig is going to be great. I, I really think he's going to do a great job. He's a very personable guy. He's played in the league a long time. And, he, you know, he was a hard worker. He worked as hard as anybody. And, you know, he's been the flame system for, you know, I don't know, 10 years or more, or more yeah. as, as a, in management. So, you know, he's been able to see everything. He's helped run the, you know, the minor league teams. He's chased guys down to sign them. You know, Johnny Goudreau was a, you know, a great example of, you know, of Craig doing some work there to get him to sign because he could have gone back in the draft. Uh, so, yeah, things like that. I think Craig has done the work. Um, He's, I think he's going to be very good, and I, I look forward to see what he's going to do. And, and plus, you know, he was a flame. You know, he knows what it, means it takes. Something, it yes. really means something because he's been in this city a long time. It isn't, you know, and Brad did a great job, don't get me wrong, but, you know, Brad had never lived here. Craig's lived here as a player, and now he's been here, you know, all, all the way through, you know, raised his family here. Could have very easily gone anywhere else, but he didn't. And so I think that's important when you're trying to get young players to sign or you're getting free agents off the market that you want to come to your city. Colin Patterson is with us. We'll take your questions next and talk about the National Hockey League and the hockey landscape. We're live from Ace Casino Airport in Hotel Cleek, Calgary Airport on the Game Plus Television Network channel. 924 on TELUS across Alberta and BC. We're on WQEE Radio where we are Atlanta's NHL show, podcast and YouTube Live. Get the card that gets you every blockbuster movie this summer for just $9.99. Landmark Cinema's Movie Club. Every movie. Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. $9.99. Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Transformers Rise of the Beasts. The Flash. Oppenheimer. The Little Mermaid. Barbie. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Mutant Mayhem. The Meg 2. And Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1. You get the idea, but we're running out of time. Every ticket just $9.99. Get all the movies. Get the deal. Join today at LandmarkExtras.com. Landmark Cinema's Movie Club. For movie lovers. All right, welcome back, everybody, to Ace Casino Airport, home of Pulse Arena, Alberta's only private electronic table game lounge, featuring blackjack, craps, roulette, and baccarat with an atmosphere perfect for any day or night. Check it out. It's really cool. There's a lot of casinos here in this province, but none with that Pulse Arena. Colin Patterson with us. we got a lot to get to and not a lot of time. Stanley Cup 
champion. It never gets old, does it, Patter? It never gets old. No, it never does. It never even, gets yeah, old. Even watching, you know, when the cup is handed out and uh, watching Vegas take the cup this year, uh, just brings back so many great memories, you know. And I, I know a lot of guys go, I don't like watching it because, you know, uh, we want it and they don't want to see it. But I go, I, I love watching it. And I love, you know, the experience and, you know, the guys holding the cup for the first time. Uh, it's pretty interesting. Then you see the, you know, now they have a sequential order that they go in that's right. fairly organized. When our day, it was yours like, wasn't. Well, ours wasn't. You know, who wants it now? And you know, um, but it, it's pretty neat to see that. And it's neat to see guys who've been with the organization a long time getting the cup and bringing it out. You know, especially for Vegas, still a young organization, only six years. But then also watching guys who, you know, it's their second or maybe even their third cup that they've won, bring it out because I don't think it ever gets old. Well, uh, with Mike Vernon going into the Hockey Hall of Fame yesterday, there was a lot of video being shown of 89. So I was looking at this the other night, and I'm like, or last night, it looked like you guys were literally like fighting over it almost in Montreal in 89. Yeah. Would I be accurate in saying yeah, that? Yeah, you're probably pretty close because we're all like in a little You're right bunch. there. Yeah, we're in a bunch. <laughs> you know, and that was the days you skated around the rink. You know, now yeah. they sort of, and I don't know why they do that or what the uh, reasoning is, but, uh, you know, skating around the rink. And then, you know, if you got sort of talking to somebody and you're hugging it out and then you go, oh, I, you know, I've I got to catch up with the group and get in there. And then yeah. you're going, well, you know, as Canadians, everybody's polite. No, you take it. No, you take it. No, you take it. And the, <laughs> whoever's got it is sitting there going, well, somebody take it, would you? That's fantastic. So looking back, to be honest, it was a career, career thrill for me to just be at a Stanley Cup final, which I was this year for the first time ever. It was the Florida Games. So the, I was getting over that, realizing it really wasn't a great series. It was awesome to be there. And the game I was at was the only game Florida won, the overtime game. But five games, pretty much lopsided games. Wasn't the greatest final of all time. No, I think, you know, I don't know why they took nine days off or ten days off. It was not a good between. decision. No. And I think Florida was one of those teams. They had a, you know, a good team. They weren't a great team, but they had the hottest goalie. And they were on a roll. And a lot of times you, you get into a roll and you don't know what's happening, but you keep playing and playing and playing. If you're playing every other night, you keep rolling. It's when you get that time off when all of a sudden, you know, whether you lose that uh, mojo that you had or you start thinking about geez the next round and what we're going to do and all mm -hmm. this and and if you're not a great team it, it can really take the momentum out of you uh do you think it's a mental thing or a physical thing i, I think for you know there's two sides of it right one was when you're hurt sometimes you can go every other night and you know you're hurt you know it uh, when you have that time off you know, all of a sudden it, you sort of feel better than you should and then you get back into it and get hurt again. And I think that's what happened to, uh, you know, Florida. They had a lot a lot of key guys that were hurt and injured and then all of a sudden you come back into it and they, they re-injure or probably get hurt more than what they were before. So, yeah, I, you know, I felt for them, but, you know, I think Vegas had a really good team. Um, you know, last time we talked, we talked about, you know, Edmonton maybe winning or Toronto, which... Uh, you know, both those teams are not my favorite, um, as we discussed before. That's right. Yeah. And in uh, the end, it wasn't even close was, to pay No, so yeah. it was good. You know, I, I was really happy to see Vegas win. I mean, that's, that's a, you know, an organization where you go, people can say what they want, but, uh, you know, they started six years ago. So if you've been in the league for a long time, you know, what's your reason that you, you know, your scouting isn't as good or your drafting or whatever it is? And although they didn't have many guys, many draft choices, they seem to have, you know, a good pro scouting system that are they're putting guys together. They took a few risks on a couple of players that, you know, probably didn't work out with Pacioretty and, but you know what? Um, that's the game. And but they came back and they, they, you know, end up getting Jack Eichel, who I wasn't a, a huge fan of. But I was watching him in that Edmonton series, and I go, boy, he's actually back-checking. You know, and he's had him working. Yeah. yeah, he was back-checking with a purpose, too. I saw him looking around, you know, for who the next guy is, and I go, when you get players like that doing that, that's when you're going to win. And even after the games, you know, when they'd interview him, he was all about the team. You know, where before it was, you know, Jack Eichel, Jack Eichel. He was, he was about the team, which I said, that's a real growth opportunity and getting stoned back. I mean, all those things that happened. From our audience, Rowan says the third game was the only game I was able to watch the whole thing live. It was worth it. T. Will in Winnipeg says, poor Theo, he would have been a shoe-in. Well, he may still, as yeah. Patter was saying. Uh, Swerve here in Calgary says, I watched the rookie season one during the Stanley Cup finals.
Life's about choices, man. I get it. They say it was the lowest watched Stanley Cup final since they started ratings. I don't care. I watched it all, and I was there for some of it. So you do you. I'll do me. The good thing is the best team won. That makes me happy. And for Florida, they're going to be good for a while. That's what they tell me, and I, I think they will be. They got their key guys locked up, and yeah, I think so. And I, I'm not sure what they have coming up through uh, the minors or you know the junior mm-hmm. system, but uh, they look like a, a good team. They look like a, a team. You know, they played a really solid game. I mean, obviously, as we talked about, they came up against a really good team in in Vegas. Vegas was bigger, stronger, and. And, healthier as it and healthier out. too and you know even though they're goaltending you know when you talk about health and goaltending i mean they went through three or four goalies in the playoffs and they go uh you know that's that's tough for leading up to the playoffs anyways and but you know aiden hill played great i mean i thought he was fabulous in the edmonton series and you know what he gave him a chance to win every night was he the reason they won no it wasn't like he stood on his head every night uh, they have a good enough team where you get really good, solid goaltending. Uh, you can win. Calgary kid, Aiden Hill. Somebody told me. Or I no? believe he I, is. I know up. Thompson is. Logan. Ah, uh, maybe yeah. that's who they were talking about. Yeah. That's another goalie. Logan Thompson, Jonathan Quick, Aiden Hill, yeah. Laurent Brassois. Uh, yeah. They went from having no goalies to four. Four. Yeah. That's a Kelly McCrimmon thing. So I said, uh, Comox. Comox is Aiden Hill. Okay. okay. So Western Canadian. Then. Yeah. Um, I didn't want you to leave without talking about breaking free. This is a very important thing that you and Theron Fleury have together. And you're going to be hearing a lot more about it on this show and in this area. But tell us and the audience about breaking free. Yeah. Know? So the Breaking Free Foundation was founded by Theo. And uh, uh, it, it is one of those situations where we help people deal with trauma. Uh, so another uh, lady by the name of Amber Craig and Theo got together and founded it and started helping people with trauma. And we do two things with it. We uh, get grants for therapy uh, to match somebody up who can't afford therapy uh, with a psychologist that is, you know, based specific, in, to, yeah, that, specific yeah. to their trauma. And, and then we have meetups where it's sort of peer-to-peer help. And so it is really eye-opening to me. Uh, and seeing, you know, difficulties that people have. And it's trauma, it's all different types. It's, it's mental, it's physical, it's sexual. So trauma is trauma, and we don't, we don't rank trauma, we don't rate it, we, you know, that, hey, your trauma is much greater than somebody else, because trauma affects everybody differently. And so we see some great results from what we're doing. Um, we're small, we have four people on our board, and, you know, we're all volunteers. We don't have, well, we have one person does uh, the accounting for us, and that's that's the paid part. Mm-hmm. Uh, but every dollar we raise, you know, we, we put back into our uh, grant program, which is, it's great. We have 200 people now on the list waiting for grants, and that's the largest we've had. We've always, always been able to keep up, you know, having, you know, 10 or 15, but I think, you know, through the last couple of years and through people hearing about it too, our list has grown tremendously. So we have a golf tournament coming up on August 17th at the Winston. You know, please go to the Breaking Free Foundation website and, and join us because uh, it is great. And if anybody can make a donation, whether it be cash donation or an item for our auction, uh, be greatly appreciated. Well, so there you go. So there's the golf tournament, some other charitable events that I won't blurt out. Yeah, we, can't, you we, can't, handle- we can't announce that yet. No, uh, I'll let you handle that. But trauma because I have a certification in management of trauma, grief, and stress, and uh, trauma is any situation or set of circumstances your brain can't comprehend. So I used to think it was just EM emergency first responders. No, not just that. (laughs) It's soldiers. What I just said, child. It's a long list. So the Breaking Free Foundation. Everything else good this summer? Yeah, everything's good. We're heading back to Toronto. I was going to ask if you ever go back to Ontario. Yeah, we do. You know, my buddies and my brothers and their buddies and now our kids, uh, we have a baseball tournament every year. Really, to call it baseball might be a stretch of the imagination, but this is our 44th year 
that we're doing it. So it's great. It's a reunion of, you know, all the guys that we grew up with, you know, played hockey, lacrosse with, went to school with, and now our kids are playing. So we have about 80, 80 guys getting back together. Wow. Yeah, and then families. And we have a long list of events we have from, you know, going to a Blue Jays game. And then we have, we go to the track one day, uh, a Woodbine racetrack, and we sponsor a race in the honor of Windy Jim, was a horse that a few guys bought over the uh, many, many years Was ago. Was Windy Jim any good? No, Windy Jim never ran, although it ran down Highway 27 in Toronto. Got away got away from the boys. and Yeah, so it's it's a lot of fun. And we have, uh, you know, obviously the baseball, we have a little hockey game. So it's it's a fun, fun event. So we're going back for that. What do your people down there think about Brad Tree living as GM of the Leafs? You know, they get thumbs up or thumbs down? The, uh, thumbs up. You know what? Uh, people know what he did out here and they're excited about it. You know, I think, you know, once again, they needed a change too. Uh, Kyle Dubas had been there for, you know, in management at least for seven, eight, nine years and, and his GM probably for five. So, you know, I think it was probably good to rotate that out. And Brad's a, a great guy. He's very knowledgeable. And, you know, I think he's a guy that can handle that market too because it, it's a big market and people are all over you. And you've got to be a certain type of person to be able to deal with the media, deal with the fans, and, and build a team too. Well, it's funny that you are... A Toronto guy. I always get the Rexdale. 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 I got it right. Yeah, uh, but you're living out here. I am a Western guy. Love it and don't have any plans to leave other than that Florida thing, obviously. But I, the Toronto, I just don't get. And that's fine. Just the people and the. It seems like Brad was. Tra- this was the training ground yeah. here yeah. for there. I can't imagine it being another level of intense, but they tell me it is. Oh, yeah, it's many levels of intense there, yeah. You know, and I mean, well, you just watch, and I mean, you just had Ken Reed on, and, you know, I mean, their shows are, you know, very Toronto-centric. You know, Ken's good, Ken Ivanka, because they cover later in the evening, which also brings in the Western games. Right. Obviously, Ken, you know, spending time out here in the West is great. Gets it, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, he gets it. But, you know, people who have just been in Toronto, you know, that's all it is. It, you know, revolves around Toronto. And that's why the, that's why there's so many people that love the, the Leafs, but so many people that hate, hate them. them yeah. too. But it's, if you've spent any time in Florida, i got a lot of friends, adults, yeah. that have never left the state. And they don't feel the need. Yeah. Where, do you, where are we going to go to holiday if we're from Florida, right? Yeah, exactly. We got everything we need here. So, anyways, Patter, it's always great. I appreciate you. And we'll be chatting with you uh, this summer. And, and have a great ball trip and trip home. Okay. Thanks, Ron. Colin Patterson. Luke Gazdick joins us next from Sportsnet, former NHL forward. And we got an audience takeover coming up. We're live from Ace Casino Airport and Hotel Cleek Calgary Airport on WQEE Radio, Game Plus Television, Podcast, and YouTube Live. Are you tired of overspending on your purchases? Say hello to local deals available on the MySask411 app, which brings you amazing deals and offers right at your fingertips. With a few taps, you can save big on your next shopping spree, from dining to clothing. MySask411 has discounts for all your needs. Download the MySask411 app and start saving today. PlayNow.com is Saskatchewan's only legal gambling site. A site with hundreds of slot games. Your favorite live table games and the PlayNow Sportsbook. Head over to www.playnow.com slash rpshow to claim your $50 casino reward. That's www.playnow.com slash rpshow for your $50 casino reward. PlayNow.com 19 plus. Use your game sense. Hot. Go ahead, Ace Casino Airport is the place to be here in beautiful Calgary, Alberta, and the Hotel Cleek Calgary Airport. We'll be hosting a uh, fan reception here Friday night, 6 p.m., and then Saturday we got the big CFL game, Sask at Calgary. But we're talking hockey today. Tomorrow's a football Friday. A lot of hockey today. Just said goodbye to Colin Patterson, Stanley Cup champion with the Flames and a Sabres grad, and we welcome in 
Luke Gazdick. I'm going to call him our good friend. I'm not sure he would agree, but he's been on this show multiple times. And I love his Twitter bio. Former professional hockey player, caveman, as you can all see. Hockey analyst on Sportsnet and host of the Mitts Off podcast. Luke, being in this perilous media business has not scared you off. As a matter of fact, you're diving head first. You're going head first into the boards with this media business. Eh? It's working out for you. I've enjoyed it. And, Rod, I would say that we're pretty good friends by now. I, I would agree to that for sure. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's been interesting for me to kind of get my feet wet this year. Sportsnet obviously helped getting a lot of reps in. But, um, yeah, I felt that uh, one, one thing I really enjoyed a lot was, was conversation. And I started talking to, you know, former and current players, whether it was on TV or doing some content on my personal socials. And I just loved that aspect of it. It brought me kind of back to sitting on the plane or being on the bus with, uh, with guys and having conversations that you wouldn't normally hear in the public. So I decided to why not, uh, you know, throw a couple of microphones in, in front of us and, and see where it went. And, uh, yeah, it's taken off. Good for you, man. Well, I, I want everybody to be successful. And that's the one thing I've realized is the fans don't get to see the types of things that you've seen or I've seen. They can't get enough of it. And you also provide the perspective that I certainly can't give as a player. Now, i got to ask you this. Uh, there's a million things that we could get to, Luke. And I don't know where to start. Like, for you today... What is on your hockey menu? Might it be Blake Wheeler potentially being bought out in Winnipeg in the future of the Jets or OEL getting bought out by the Canucks or draft talk? Who goes number two be behind Bedard? What's on your hockey plate today? Away from what's going on in Toronto, I think, even though it's quieted down a little <laughs> here with, uh, with the Matthews uh, contract coming up, but it's hard to stay away from from Leaf talk, but I'm looking out west. I'm looking right at you guys in Calgary. Uh, I played for Ryan Huska in Stockton uh, for for a year. Kale McLean was the assistant coach there for me too. So um, I'm looking to see what happens with with Lindholm and Toffoli and these guys. And I, I just I really like their roster last year, and a lot of those same pieces are coming back. So I'm really interested to see uh, to see what's what's going to happen out out west. And obviously, I keep an eye on the Oilers. Uh, uh, at all times and, and seeing where they're going to go with certain decisions as well. It's quite interesting you say that. Uh, you spent your time in Alberta. You realize it's a daily conversation. Who's better, Flames or Oilers, Oilers or Flames? And right now, based on the standings, it's not a discussion. It's the Edmonton Oilers. But pretty soon they'll be looking ahead to next year. Um, it has to do with that contract situation, those guys you just mentioned. But who do you think's positioned the best going into this year for Alberta NHL teams? Team has Connor McDavid on their roster. It's probably that that team. So I'll probably still still lean Oilers. Hard to not mention Leon Dreisaitl too, and the player he's become. So any team that is starting their roster and their core with those two players, I think, is automatically going to get the nod. Uh, but like I said, and I talked about on Sportsnet all last year, I love this Flames team and. Uh, I know the trade obviously maybe didn't work out in, uh, in the sense, but it's still early, and I'm looking at Huberto to have a big bounce back here. But I, I think when you look at it right now, I, I think the Oilers are primed to have a pretty, pretty good year where there's probably less question marks than on the Flames roster. Well, I'll tell you what, it was a mighty, mighty kick in the pills for the Flames to miss the playoffs last year, and it ended up in uh, carnage. Coach and general manager fired and uh, could be a lot of roster turnover. But let me ask you this. You played for Ryan Huska. One thing that I don't, I can't figure out is nobody in this town knows anything about Ryan Huska. I'm like, he's been in the organization for almost a decade, but nobody knows anything about him. So tell Flames fans what they need to know about Ryan Huska. Things work in the American League. It's pretty silent down there unless uh, something crazy is happening. But I, I really enjoyed Ryan. I, I told a great story on, uh, on a podcast the other day about um, I, w I was struggling about halfway through the year, and uh, we, we had a veteran rule, so I wasn't playing, and I wasn't in the best mood and a little depressed. And he kind of pulled me aside one morning, and we went for a coffee. We were in Tucson and kind of just you know offered a shoulder to, to lean on if I needed to or wanted to get anything out. And I, I'd rarely seen coaches do that. I was eight years into my professional career at the time. And I, I came from an era where coaches didn't really, you know, extend that out to players. It, it, there wasn't much relationship between player and coach when I first came into the league. 
Uh, you're going to see a guy that's extremely prepared. X's and O's wise he, wise, he had us prepared for every team in the division and every matchup we had. He knew everything about them. So extremely prepared, but also I, what I would consider in today's age a player coach, uh, someone who, uh, you know, ha has a lot of time for his vets and, and also has a lot of time for the younger guys coming up. And maybe you'll see a little more youth injected into this roster, as you might not have seen with Daryl. Uh, but holds guys accountable, and uh, all in all, one of one of my favorite coaches I can honestly say that I had in my pro career. They'll be very happy to hear that. Now, I know you're itching to talk about the Leafs. You're a Toronto kid. We're on a television show anchored out of Toronto, Game Plus Television. So, it looks like we hear Sheldon Keefe will be back on the bench of the Leafs. He'll be fulfilling his contract, even despite a new general manager there in Brad Tree Living. Is this a tryout for Sheldon Keefe for the next deal or what? How do you feel about that tandem moving forward? When I always thought a new GM come, came in, he, he would want to hire his own guy. And, and from what I'm hearing here in Toronto, I don't know how many – I don't know how I want to say this. He doesn't have – Tree doesn't have, won't have that many bullets to use. And I think it's a good plan by him to keep Sheldon along. If he makes a pretty rash decision right away and brings in his own guy, you know, that's probably a strike against him if that, does, that guy doesn't end up working. I, I think what he has in Sheldon is, is pretty good. Uh, People forget the regular season they had last year and even winning the first round. I know they didn't meet expectations of maybe, you know, winning an Eastern Conference final or a Stanley Cup. But all in all, they still have a really good core there. I, I think it's tough to look away from Martyrs and Matthew and Matthews and and, uh, and these guys. And I think Tree's got a pretty good roster that he can build around. That's another smart guy, too. He's not afraid to make uh, – you know, some pretty hard decisions, but I think it's a smart job of keeping keeping Sheldon around for now, but he is definitely on thin ice trot. Well, that's what I wondered, and uh, to be honest, the more I talk to hockey people, even those out here in Western Canada, because there's a lot of Leaf fans, as you know, they didn't think Kyle Dubas deserved to be let go, but he was. What was your read on that situation, since I have you as the Leafs fan and analyst that you are? don't know where all the you know the blame or anything has missed on Brendan Shanahan that that's the guy I think for me that's made multiple hires and hasn't we haven't had much success here in Toronto since he's been around and it seems like there's a continual stream of new play, new GM new uh new coaching but you know if up top never changes I don't know if anything's going to change so that was the one move I was maybe a little critical of is is uh, the group at MLSC, maybe if they wanted to clear house, clear it all. Uh, but we'll see what happens here. It's, it's a lot of questions in Leafland as well. And, uh, the media has a lot to talk about here. But we'll see what happens here. I'm very interested to see what Tree does in his first couple moves and, and how the Matthews thing ends up, ends up shaking out. Me too. Well, Luke, congrats on uh, the podcast, Mitts Off, and all the things you're doing. Enjoy the summer as much as you can. I know you will, and uh, we'll do it again soon. Off on uh, our YouTube page and any of my personal socials, you'll see you'll see the links there. Sponsored uh, by Sports Interaction, it's great. You're gonna you're gonna just see some good conversation between teammates, some player to player content, uh, and I'm really enjoyed for it. He does a great job. Look him up, Luke Gazdick. Folks, we've got uh, overtime coming up next. We'll do a sports update and get to all of your questions and comments of the day. The Progressive Insurance text line is open, 902-518-3033, and we'll return in a moment to Ace Casino Airport in Hotel Clee, Calgary Airport in a moment on Game Plus TV, WQEE podcast, and YouTube Live. PlayNow.com is Saskatchewan's only legal gambling site. A site with hundreds of slot games. Your favorite live table games and the PlayNow Sportsbook. Head over to www.playnow.com slash rpshow to claim your $50 casino reward. That's www.playnow.com slash rpshow for your $50 casino reward. PlayNow.com 19 plus. Use your game sense.
It's overtime, proudly presented by our friends at the Four Seasons Sports Palace, your home for the UFC and the National Hockey League. And we are live from Ace Airport Casino, where from now until July 6th, you can enter to win a trip or two on a private jet to Las Vegas. How about that? Complete with weekend hotel stay and spending money. Just stop in and see guest services here at Ace Casino Airport or a gaming manager for more information. I love this, I say audience takeover. 902-518-3033, the number to reach us on the Progressive Insurance text line. And uh, I was saying earlier, what would you like to see us talk about on the RP show? Because we are, we are aimed to please. We're very inclusive. For, we want to make people happy. And I just, uh, the top text sitting here is from Edmonton, Richard. He says, I love the show. Don't change anything. Little of other sports is fine while it's in the news, but don't change a thing. I kind of figured that might be the answer from people, but I wanted to ask anyways. Want to make sure we're hitting the mark. And we're just doing a great thing here with our wonderful crew. Jordan Clark, Ryan, Kevin, the whole gang. The Moose, of course. And we, speaking of breaking news. This from Thursday morning, the World Junior Hockey Championship is returning to the nation's capital. Hockey Canada has announced that Ottawa will host the tournament from December 26th. 2024 to January 5th, 2025. It'll mark the second time Ottawa has played host to the event. I find that very hard to believe. So the only other time was when Eberle scored that huge goal from his knees, remember, against Sweden? Was that not the semifinal? That was only the, that was only the first time, I guess. 09. The city last hosted in 2009 when Canada won the last of five straight World Junior titles. Canada has either hosted or co-hosted the World Juniors 18 times, including three straight from 2021 to 2023. Canadians have won World Junior gold a record 20 times. They captured gold earlier this year on Halifax for their second title in a row and third in four tournaments. Hockey Canada said today in a news release that the 18,652-seat Canadian Tire Centre, home of the Senators, will serve as the primary venue and host 17 games, including both the semis and the medal games. The additional 14 games are set for TD Place, home of the Ontario Hockey League's Ottawa 67s, which is a capacity of around 9,000 fans. And I guess that's why I'm a little surprised this is only the second time the World Juniors has been in Ottawa. It's perfectly positioned to host this tournament with two fantastic arenas, you know, venue size, but it is what it is. I'd love to be there for it. This year's tournament will be held in Gothenburg, Sweden. Hockey Canada says over 450,000 fans attended the 2009 tournament. Ooh, I just got shivers, Kev. Makes me feel like we're going to be there. Film at 11. The NBA draft is set for tonight in Brooklyn. The Raptors hold the 13th overall selection after losing in the play-in tournament this past season. The Spurs own the first overall pick they're expected to take. Seven foot three big man, Victor Wembenyama from France. The Winnipeg Blue Bombers host the BC Lions at IG Field to kick off week three in the CFL tonight. Both Winnipeg and BC are undefeated through two weeks. Uh, the Toronto Blue Jays are off today before opening a three-game series at home against the Oakland Athletics Friday. The Blue Jays fourth in the American League East with 41 wins and a half game out of a wild card spot. And for the soccer fans, CF Montreal is, uh, they won their eighth consecutive game at home on Wednesday night, all of which they've kept a clean sheet. Montreal was the only victorious MLS team last night as Toronto FC lost 3-0 to FC Cincinnati, their 12th straight road loss. The Vancouver Whitecaps, meanwhile, had their game against the Rapids postponed due to severe weather in Colorado. This sports update brought to you by the rock group, The Steadies. New single, Champion, out Friday. Visit thesteadies.ca for more info and stream The Steadies today on Apple Music and Spotify. And also brought to you by Landmark Cinemas. In theaters, July 12th, Mission Impossible, Dead Reckoning Part 1.
in Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1, Tom Cruise plays Ethan Hunt and his IMF team embark on their most terrifying and dangerous mission yet to track down a terrifying new weapon that threatens all of humanity before it falls into the wrong hands. We went to a movie the other night, Fast 10. I didn't really understand what was going on. But I was not the biggest Fast and Furious series guy. I just wasn't. But I went for the popcorn, the hot dog, the company. And uh, how about this? The Rock makes a very surprise appearance at the end. Don't want to be a spoiler or anything. But Fast X is in theaters now. And uh, I suggest you go check it out. What else do we have here? I got a note. Thank you, Ryan O Radio. He says, uh, another, once again, another great RP show. Thank you, Ryan. You're just the best. Mm. John in Edmonton says, uh, Rod, the show should do a show at Bret Hart's bar. Should we? Uh, I'm quite, I'm quite uh, enjoying uh, Ace Airport Casino where we're contracted to be on a daily basis. Allie in Texarkana says, uh, you make me happy, Rod. You know what I think about that? At least I make somebody happy. That's what I think when I read that. Uh, Stephen from North Dakota. You're very attractive. He said, Rod shuttles in just about any sport topic, topic briefly. Uh, Jeff in Winnipeg says, the Winnipeg Sea Bears... Take back first in the division. Go Sea Bears! How about that? Uh, last minute of play in hour one. We had that in our hour one sports update, by the way. They beat the Vancouver Bandits. Janet, the Four Seasons, says, Enjoy the day, folks, and go Lions! Well, I'll just say this one last time. Oh, Ryan. Schultz is checking in from Manitoba. He says Reggie Leach should be in a long time ago. Very good point on the snubs of the Hockey Hall of Fame. By the way, Alex McGilney is leading the Twitter poll of the biggest snub, which includes Theron Fleury. How about that? So there's a long list of guys we hope do get into the Hockey Hall of Fame. 15. We gone. We got Sheldon Nasty Napastic down here tomorrow. Don't forget tomorrow night, Friday night, is the big reception here for CFL fans. Football Friday coming up tomorrow, noon Eastern. Thanks for joining us today here on Game Plus and the Key. Who has more fun than us? <laughs> Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.